a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Do you see yourself as sexy in your body right now? I mean, maybe your body has shifted over the years and you look in the mirror and it's hard to see yourself as that sexy, date-worthy person, and it affects the way that you put yourself out there. Body image and self-esteem, it's obviously something I'm really passionate about, I help people with, directly influence each other and your feelings, your thoughts, your behaviors. If you don't like your body or any part of your body, it's hard to feel good about yourself. I don't care how much inner work you've done. If you look in the mirror and you see something that you're not feeling good about, it affects you. And the reverse is also true. If you don't value yourself, it's hard to notice the good things and give your body the respect it deserves. A healthy body image is more than simply tolerating what you look like or not disliking yourself, right? It's not this just superficial thing. A healthy body image means that you truly accept and like the way you look right now. And you aren't trying to change your body to fit the way you think you should look, but more engaging in healthy routines that allow you to feel healthy. It means recognizing the individual qualities and strengths that make you feel good about yourself and resisting the pressure to strive for the myth of that perfect body that you see in the media, that you see online, in your communities. It's more about what makes you feel good and accepting yourself, which includes a healthy exercise routine, self-care, and of course, an updated wardrobe. I was going to always throw that in. And that all contributes to the positive self-image. So self-esteem is how you value and respect yourself as a person. It is the opinion that you have of yourself inside and out. And self-esteem impacts how you take care of yourself emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Self-esteem is about your whole self, not just your body. So as you can see, body image and self-esteem are intertwined, and they're really crucial elements to both feeling attractive and attracting someone you feel you deserve. I'll never forget, there was this woman I was working with years ago, and she was completely frozen in her ability to put herself out there and literally stopped herself from flirting with men because she wasn't comfortable in her body image. In fact, she admittedly told me that she knew how to flirt, and she was a great flirt because, I mean, she would demonstrate that with me, but that she was purposely putting men in the friend zone because she feared men rejecting her just because of her weight just because of her low self-esteem. And she protected herself by friend-zoning men. She also had a hard time motivating herself to stick to her exercise routine and repeatedly fell into that self-sabotaging cycle of not following through. And the fear of both failure and success, both failure and success, and those are two different things sometimes, but for her, it was real, contributed to her lack of confidence and follow-through. This also was tied to a lot of childhood wounds, as you can imagine. And she, you know, we really had to work through that. 
So during our coaching process together, we did a virtual makeover together. That's where it all started. And she had to see herself. She had to visualize herself differently in her clothes so that she would actually sign up for that boxing class that she liked. And lo and behold, this is a true story. As she started going to the boxing class, she found a man in the class that she had a big crush on, but she feared flirting with him. And it was a perfect, like, kind of guinea pig for her to, to start practicing this stuff. And so she she did. And I used both consequences and reward with her. I told her, look, if you didn't, if you don't attend the next class, you're gonna have to miss the next coaching coaching session with me. I played hardball with her until she actually made that class. And then I gave her a challenge to flirt with a man for five minutes during the class. And I'm happy to say that it got over her like victim hump, right? And she began to go to class consistently. She made a ton of friends. And guess what? She got asked out by the crush. She ended up losing weight, dating him, and in the end, she felt empowered, filled with her sexy body confidence and sex appeal, but most of all, self-love. When you love you, other people will too. And with me today is an amazing guy who helps people build confidence and motivation through fitness and mindset to talk more about this stuff. He is the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, the world's fastest growing fitness bootcamp franchise, having over 10 plus years of experience in the fitness industry and owning two FBBC locations. His passion is spreading fitness to the world in addition to mentoring fitness professionals on how to grow their business and change more lives in their local communities. He also co-leads FBBC Mastermind Group, it's an exclusive coaching group for high-performing fitness professionals. He enjoys world travel and is a fitness expert, coach, author, and inspirational leader. And more importantly, he's from the Midwest and escaped to California like me. <laughs> Welcome, Bryce Henson. Hi. Kim, thank you so much for having me on that bio or that uh, introduction. was absolutely incredible. It made me squirm a little bit, but uh, super excited <laughs> to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh my God. No, it's a pleasure. Wait, what made you squirm? I'm I'm curious. Oh, just, just a whole rap sheet. It's always a little uncomfortable hearing all the accolades about you, but uh, hey, all good. And I'm going to take it in stride and off we go. <laughs> hey, maybe we need to work on your self-esteem and owning you and your body more. <laughs> okay, I came to the right podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I don't think you need help with this. No, I really was, I, I was excited to have you on and talk about this stuff because obviously with what you do, I mean, you work on people's, you know, motivation and, and body image all the time. And and I work on that, but in a different aspect. I was wondering, I'd, I'd love to hear your backstory. Like, how did you get into all of this? Ooh. All right. Well, I typically say of the Midwest, but uh, my first 10 years actually were spent in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, that's where I kind of grew up. I actually had a quite volatile, um, I guess, early childhood. And the fact is, not to get too deep, but my father was a drug addict. He was addicted to alcohol and also um, gambling. So not necessarily the trifecta of a good family upbringing. But uh, thankfully, my mother, sweet lady from the Midwest, escaped us. And certainly... Um, was a challenging kind of, uh, you know, getting our feet on the ground in, in, in Michigan, the suburb of Detroit. 
Um, but I learned a lot about uh, self-reliance and the fact that, you know, this sounds cold, but no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to sweep you off the right horse. Um, it's up to you. And really, I took on this kind of ideology at a young age. If it has to be, it's up to me. Uh, and that served me well, kind of developed a stoic philosophy, stoic mindset, you know, through my youth. But really wanted to kind of tailor that into, you know, how I got involved in fitness in California, which I think is the really main uh, focus of the show and really instilling confidence myself first and foremost, and then doing that for other people. Um, but uh, I share that with you, especially growing up in the Midwest. Great place. We were just chatting off camera. Amazing people but not the fitness capital of the world. Uh, so, <laughs> right. So there I was, Taco Bell specifically, but fast food is a staple of my diet. Um, you know, my family from first world standards uh, come from very humble beginnings, used to run out of money before I ran out of month. So that factored in. But as you know, Kim, you know, growing yeah. in the Midwest, not necessarily overly a fitness focus. So when I was graduated uh, at 21 years old, I hadn't worked out, you know, in a very long time. Like I said, fast food is a staple of my diet. Got transferred or got a job opportunity in Los Angeles, California, the palm trees, the blue skies, the beaches, all that LA has to offer, but also the plastic capital of the world. So speaking of body image and confidence, I was 21 years young, very little professional experience, little, very little skill set that could offer the world. I was 3,000 miles from home, so homesick, but really at the core of it, I wasn't confident, I wasn't energetic, I was enthusiastic, and I didn't have fitness in my life. And um, really, that was the foundation um, where I kind of lived uh, for the following couple of years. And I can't say that it was all doom and gloom, but being very candid with you and your audience, Kim, I had more dark days than good. Uh, but that changed, actually, and really uh, how this all kind of came to be from the fitness journey. One of my good friends, actually, from Holland, Michigan, the other side of Chicago, the Lake Michigan, moved out to Southern California. And something about Adam, he was not on the cover of Men's Health, but he could have been. He had the six-pack abs, the muscles the energy, the vibrancy, the confidence, all the girls loved him. I certainly looked up to that. And uh, when we decided to live together, it took me embarrassingly to say a couple months before I could finally muster up the courage and say, hey, Adam, would you show me a little bit about this fitness thing? And he turned to me, he's like, Bryce, I thought you never asked my friend, but I'm gonna ask you to commit to a 12 week program because let's face it, I don't wanna waste your time. I don't wanna waste my time. You saw how many uh, buddies at college asked me how to get fit and how many actually stuck with it, very few. Uh, so ultimately, I made that commitment, and I'm so glad I did, because for your audience who's been involved in the fitness game, you know, holy smokes, the muscles are sore, the food isn't tasty at first. Uh, so that first week, that first two weeks, that first three weeks was incredibly challenging, but I kept on putting one foot in front of the other. And really over a two-year period, but hyper-focused over a six-month period, um, Adam introduced me to circuit training, to lifting weights, to clean nutrition, but most importantly, uh, coaching and accountability, because that was really the needle mover uh, in my fitness. And I dropped 20 pounds of body fat. I put 20 pounds of lean muscle on. Um, and from a static perspective, I transformed my body. But as you know, Kim, and as our audience knows, fitness does way more than just the first level for service level. It gave me more confidence, more energy, more enthusiasm, more vibrancy. And really that set the stage for, you know, a couple of years later, me entering the fitness industry. But that confidence that was really instilled within fitness. And that's why I'm so passionate today to inspire fitness and change lives, because really your message today to your audience is really what I experienced at a young age about 20 years ago. I love your story and thank you for sharing the vulnerable part of your story because I mean to me that was really um connecting for me and I'm sure you listening because we all have those dark moments like the hero's journey right like where we hit rock bottom or we're in a dark place or we had you know some negative things growing up and it's like how do we combat that and I wondered 
like when you were before, you know, before the fitness stuff and you were in kind of that darker place, did you notice that there were differences in like who you were attracting in your life, both friends, girls, that kind of thing? Totally, totally. I mean, where I'm at right now, and I'll go back to the rap sheet that the introduction yeah. that made me scream a little bit. I mean, there's just no way the guy sitting standing before you right now, or excuse me, 20 years ago that in that journey would have all those accolades. It was just mm-hmm. a different level of mentality, focus, attraction, you know, and what's the 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 the, the power of I guess the law of attraction, I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. I mean, that's so true. That is literally a phys- like a full law of nature. And without that confidence and energy, the, the, the connections I had just weren't there. Yeah, no. And it's true. And when you're in it at the time, you're not even aware that it's, that it's you, right. But to me, that's where the power comes in and, and it can be very empowering. Know that you have the power to change that dynamic with people, with yourself. Um, well, and I also know like when you're in a dark place and I've certainly been there, I mean, my, my audience knows at nausea, my story, uh, but it's hard to motivate, like intellectually, you know, that you need to do something different, especially when you're going down that really bad path. What were some things that you did that motivated you to get out of that like dark place? Well, I mean, proximity is power. And that's what we yeah. tell our owners of our business, our clients. And that's why, you know, Fit Body Bootcamp, we run group training. Um, because when you put yourself uh, around a, a higher level of a person who's ambitious, who's motivated, that wears off on you. The opposite is also true. Um, so, you know, when you're in that dark place, you're not connecting with the people that you need to connect with. You're not inputting the things that in your mind, the positivity, um, you know, that you need to be able to operate in a higher level. Um, so it all goes in fruition. But really, that one, one of the kind of needle movers for me, uh, interestingly enough, Kim, and another Michigan buddy of mine, which the Midwest is an amazing place, but some, sometimes the dudes like to give each other a hard time uh, and good friend, friendly banter, but it can turn kind of, uh, I guess, aggressive, if you will. But one one experience, I was in LA and my buddy from the Midwest was out and we were out at a pool party and I will never forget, he literally like called out so everyone could hear and he said, Bryce, it looks like you have islands for nipples. And <laughs> That still doesn't fully make sense to me today, even though it sounds crazy. I know. What does it even mean? But what does okay. it even really what he, I think he was getting at is I just had an undeveloped chest, but really from that 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 moment that 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 literally like a lightning bolt through my body it was like such a painful thing. And human nature, we connect with people, kind of the shame and the doubt and all that. But really, to that point, Kim, that was like one of the big catalysts to really get me in action. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. But my first call was to my friend, Adam. And, you know, ultimately, that's when I started going down the rabbit hole of then, you know, readings, men's health, men's health and fitness magazines and nutrition magazines and putting myself in the gym and getting his coaching. Um, So absolutely, it all goes hand in hand. Proximity, though, is the most powerful thing. Who you um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, that kind of mentality. And it's so true. Yeah, that is, it's such a simple rule, but I think really powerful too. And especially if you're single, I I tell people all the time, I mean, the power of community and having people around you that lift you up, you know, or who are like-minded that can help motivate you is so, so important. That's why I love like boot camps that you have and, you know, group fitness. Cause I mean, the the power of the group is super important. Um, it was funny that you were, 
the nipples thing. I because I remember <laughs> no, well, I remember when I was young, and sometimes the things that you get made fun of, as to your point, is such a scarring thing, and 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 it becomes our gremlin, but it can also be our best asset too. Like I don't know if you enjoy your chest now, but I when I was young. I was made fun of for my legs. People used to call me daddy long legs. And I was, mm. so I hated my legs because they were so long because my my legs, I think, grew before my body. So I would mm. have these like ginormous long legs and then this like short torso, right? So I was really self-conscious of my legs and now I flaunt them. Now I love them, you know? And so it's, it. but you have to get to that point where you start loving yourself, loving your body and really like highlighting those areas you know, to confirm that. So I, I, I am glad that you mentioned all that. It, it's super powerful. Totally. And it seems so funny and fickle when I look, look back at it, but yeah. of course I've transformed as a person. And like I said, I mean, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger style. However, I got a really nice physique. I work really hard at it and I've turned that, I guess, liability to an asset yeah. um, similar to what you've done. Yeah. No. Awesome. Okay. So proximity, that's, that's a good tip. What are some other ways of um, motivating, like, I don't know if you motivate your clients or having people self-motivate to get into a routine and, and start working on themselves. Yeah. I, another thing, I mean, I, I anchor everything to fitness, um, because that's the foundation. That's the gateway drug. And we talk about confidence and self-image. I mean, really you can't look me in the, in the eye and someone who uh, is going, you know, has obese or something along those natures and, and no disrespect, but ultimately you can't look me in the eye and say, Hey, this person is going to be vibrant. They're going to be, you know, energy, like vibrating on a high energy, you know, that that just doesn't happen. So for me, everything starts with fitness and I'm a huge believer in momentum. And, you know, Kim, if you're a sports fan or audience or sports fan, you know, if you're watching a game on TV, you know, when the momentum shift, it just seems like everything's going in that team's favor. And that's really true on your life as well. And I, I believe that confidence is about stacking wins, but it's about making promises to yourself. Because actually that's what true confidence is derived. It's really just making a, com a promise to yourself and keeping that promise. And really how I start the motivation aspect and the momentum aspect is I make a promise to myself to get up at four o'clock every morning and mm. I keep that promise. When I keep that promise, then I make a promise to myself to get to the gym at 445. I get to the gym at 4445 and I stack another win and I have more confidence. And then ultimately after I get up, I have, you know, it, it, uh, put a good amount of water in my body to kind of get the juices flowing. I smash my workout by 530. I'm feeling like a million bucks. The endorphins are going. Then I do a cold plunge in my, in my, in my pool. And even though we live in Southern California, we both know, especially in the winter, the fall and the spring, the mornings and evenings are super cool. So that pool, that cold, that pool is 48 degrees frigid, but I jump in there get some shock therapy, reduce inflammation, increase the endorphins, you know, by six o'clock, Kim, you know, I've stacked so many wins. I've kept so, so many promises to myself that momentum that I talked about just carries me through the day. So I think that's another really strong, important strategy. Whatever that is for you, I anchor myself on fitness, but make a promise, keep a promise, make a promise, keep a promise. That's going to actually, you know, ultimately build confidence. But if you can get a jump on your day, if you can be productive, you're going to create momentum. And that's just an incredible way to carry momentum throughout your life. I love that. I, it actually, it coincides with what I teach people too, because I always say confidence is really experience. So how do you get confidence? Get experience, <laughs> you know, or, or positive exposure to something. Because it could also be if you're like, if you failed at something in your mind or you haven't had a negative experience of some sort, it'll like, you know, cause you to not want to do something. And I see that happen with weight quite often in, in routine, but I love the notion of structure and routine. 
structure routine is huge. And I'm not going to lie. When you talked about the cold plunge, I was having a little bit of PTSD from my Chicago days scraping my car, but that's besides the point. Um, right. Me, me, me too, actually. Oh my but God. You know, I can't believe you do that too. to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. And it's, it's so true. And even like what I'll do with people in ways of just having their social confidence is have people schedule on their calendar, just like an exercise routine weekly outings with themselves to practice talking to strangers, you know? So it's like every Wednesday from five to six, go to Whole Foods and practice flirting, practice talking. It's, it's just, it's exactly, I mean, the same thing applies. So that's great. Are there some other things? That- well, actually, I mean, you spark, uh, jog my memory in terms of another kind of philosophy I have, which is really gaining exposure through confidence. Yeah. And you do, you do that. Another way that's really, really skyrocketed my confidence is by travel. Because when you travel, you're experiencing something new. You're experiencing something different. And yeah. interesting, travel has a dichotomy to it. Because on one hand, it can be very humbling. On the other hand, it actually just instills you with so much confidence. Because if you can travel to the other side of the world, if you can make it, if you can kind of get in a comfortable situation, if you can, you know, have these experiences where you're talking with the other pe- uh, person, even in, you know, um, you know, if you don't speak the language, but ultimately kind of getting through that and exposing yourself, you walk away from that journey, you know, so much better off and really to kind of tie in a story, actually, that kind of combines the PTSD yeah. that we both <laughs> experienced in the Midwest. Uh-huh. I actually shot myself off in, in August of 2010 to an island in the south of Brazil, basically to escape the quote unquote California winters, which are very mild at best. But I wanted to basically live in the endless summer. South America has um, you know, opposite seasons for us. Um, so basically, I, I decided to move to Brazil, which is a very warm place uh, for two years. And speaking of experiences, I always wanted to learn another language. I was a big Kobe Bryant fan growing up. I always liked the Lakers. Kobe Bryant spoke fr- uh, fluent Italian Many people don't know that, um, but I really looked up to that and that experience and that kind of um, challenge, if you will. And uh, so combination of basically wanting having that PTSD from a cold place when I was younger, moving to the south of the world. Brazil is very warm. So is California as well. But really putting myself out there, putting myself you know, in really uncomfortable situation, which travel does and exposing myself to have have pushed myself my comfort zones ended up learning uh, Brazilian Portuguese fluently. Uh, my mother-in-law is actually visiting me right now. Oh, cool. Um, that experience alone, I mean, just skyrocketed my confidence. And certainly I always go back to the fitness that laid the foundation to kind of get me to that point. Uh, but that experience alone um, was absolutely life-changing. And whether you move to another country for a couple of years or you just travel there for a couple of weeks, to your point, Kim, that exposure, that pushing that comfort zone, that's another incredible way to stack confidence uh, and really build belief in yourself. Yeah, that is so true. Well, there's a couple things around that that I'm hearing. I, I love, it's funny because I just I just did a podcast on what I call a vacation mentality because I believe that also works in your dating life. It's breaking up the routine and putting yourself in a new situation that gives you like a new energy and a state of curiosity. And you might be more motivated to do something. So you might be more motivated to talk to strangers because you're in a new state right? And you don't care what other people think. You might do a new exercise routine because you have the time to do it. Maybe you're in a beautiful place. Like it, what I call, it's a pattern disruption, really mm-hmm. what that is. And, and if you're not able to carry out a routine, novelty is key. 
doing something different, putting yourself in that different state. I love, love that. Okay. So on the flip side, because this is what I hear from a lot of my clients and certainly I have fallen into that. What happens when you don't stick to your routine? Do you teach people to like give themselves consequences? Like, do you have like consequences, rewards, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, it's an interesting point. I actually want to hit on the last point, just about oh, the yeah. routine structure and then also the um, the variety structure. Actually, both both are mission critical, and there's a dichotomy in everything in life. So routines are so important for efficiency and basically productivity, and they are absolutely incredible until they're not. And really, until they're not, is you need to basically mix it up and push yourself out to your comfort zone. So you need to schedule, from my uh, perspective, and what I teach my owners, my leaders, my clients. Um, is to have a really rigid routine that you can gain efficiency and traction and productivity. But to your point, Kim, you also have to schedule, intentionally schedule these times, these experiences, these vacations, these travel trips where you can actually create a variety. And actually that dichotomy, both efficiency and then curiosity and discovery and adventure are just absolutely mission critical to success. So I wanted to kind of hit on that point first. Yeah, um, no, cool. Um, the second point is... Yeah. It's interesting being in the, in the fitness space and a lot of my um, my clientele um, are women, you know, typically ages from 30 to 55. Um, and I feel women specifically, I mean, th- you know, I hats off. You guys just do incredible things. You run families. Uh, you, you know, um, I know are, we're awesome, but anyway, no. <laughs> these are amazing. You take, take care of everyone. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times actually women don't make time for themselves. And that's actually yeah. the biggest mentality coaching. You know, they're servant leaders. They're always trying to look out for everyone else and they put themselves in the backseat. So I feel sometimes if you put a, a, a restriction or a penalty or a piece of discipline too strong, too strong, it actually can have that the opposite effect. I say that being a very disciplined guy. Um, so I think there's value in guidelines and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I also believe, especially in the fitness and fat loss space, when people overindulge, which does happen, like everyone gets off the wagon, um, you need to have a checkup of the neck up. That's why it's important to have a coach and accountability partner uh, to hold yourself accountable. And I think that's actually the secret sauce, uh, more so than strict uh, strict discipline or penalty or punishment. But I also think it also too, everyone's a little bit different and responds really well. For me, I'm a highly disciplined guy. So if you put a hard rule and regulation, I don't hit it. I'm going to discipline myself. That's not true for all people. So I think there is also some some uh, flexibility depending on who you're speaking with. I'm glad you're saying that because I know like in the psychology world, there's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, right? And it depends on how you feel about something. So for me, I love fitness and I it's almost the opposite when I don't exercise I feel horrible, right. you know? And, and so like, once you get into routine, it's almost self-motivating. So it's intrinsic for me, but way back when, I don't even remember when I started exercising, maybe 15 years old, it wasn't so intrinsic. I had to give myself rewards or do something outside myself to get me into that routine. And so I think that's what you're saying. It depends like how you feel about fitness, what's going on, how consistent you are and what motivates you. Totally, hundred percent. And I, I use my mother as an example. She actually came to the gym with me today because uh, my wife's mother's in town from Brazil, as I just mentioned. Uh-huh. And she's the type of person that if you press too hard, she actually just kind of like goes within intrinsically. So for her to be able to provide a guideline, you actually provide more incentivization to incentivize the situation, more discipline. So, you know, human nature, we have certainly universal laws of us, but there is some flexibility depending on the person. Yeah. Are there certain exercises that you would 
say, I don't know if, if it might be hard to explain on a podcast, but that people could say, okay, like if they want to get started, for instance, that they could just start doing in a very simple way. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go through the specific exercises, but I'll give you a format and a framework oh, to work from because I think that would probably be more productive. But it's interesting. Human nature um, many times is all or nothing. So it's like I either have to work out two hours at the gym and eat perfectly clean, or if I don't do that, I might as well just sit on the couch and do nothing, uh, um, Yeah, which could just be farther from the truth. In fact, if you don't exercise, you should actually even eat better. Uh, but typically it doesn't work that way. So for me, it's just about starting. And I go back about like the, the, you know, creating momentum in your life. Um, so if you're new to exercise, if you haven't, you know, made it a practice in your life, don't think all of a sudden you're going to go cold Turkey, never exercise since high school. And then tomorrow you're going to be enrolling and basically working towards be a uh, participant in the CrossFit games. You're going to be you know, working out two hours and eat clean nutrition. That's just not going to happen. Um, but what you can do, number one, I'm a huge believe in coaching because at that point, the accountability mm -hmm. aspect in, involved. And certainly, you know, this is a, a, a you know, three of yours as well. Um, but really, you know, starting small. So can you commit to three times a week, where you do a 15 to 20 minute workout. Okay. So you don't have to, you know, go to the gym for two hours, but do a 15, 20 minute workout where, you know, you have a, a little bit of certain, you four movements, maybe a push up, a sit up, a burpee. I told you I wasn't getting exercise. I guess I did. Um, but all I'm saying is you don't have to make it elaborate. Do something, you know, simple where you can get some resistance training on your body and then get your heart moving for 15 to 20 minutes. And if you do that three times a week, in addition to increasing your water, increasing your sleep, if you did that for literally like two months in a row, your body's going to start feeling better, amazing, like incredibly. And then really going back to the point about there is so something value in creating momentum, then to your point, it's going to start becoming more intrinsic than extrinsic, and you start feel better. And then all of a sudden, okay, now you can work out. It's at 15, 20 minutes. You can get 25 or 30 minutes. And even today, Kim, you know, I'm a fit guy. I'm 180 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 percent body fat, very lean, have a good muscular frame. I don't work out more than a half or 35 minutes on a particular workout. I'm very efficient. We do circuit training, so you know, very efficient. I'm doing a, a, a sit up, a push up. I'm doing some sort of resistance training while I'm resting there. I'm doing a cardio movement. All this to say is you can be super efficient. And I think that's the best way to get off the sidelines um, into a better life. Well, and it's also a good setup for success because I find, and you listening, if you're a high achiever, which a lot of you are, I will just say is that you shoot your goals way too high. And then when you don't meet those expectations or those goals, then you say, oh, well, then I'm not going to do it at all. And that's a common thing that I see in dating. I see it. I see it played out in so many ways. And so what I like what you're saying is start small. Start small so you can feel the success in your body, in your routine. And once you feel that, then you can keep going with it. And that's what ends up to the bigger win. That's so, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. So here's more of a personal question. So here you are now. Hopefully you're not like calling your, um, what was it? The chest nipples? What I don't even remember. what. That <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, like, what was Bryce that? You have islands for nipples. So my nipples islands. are just like an islands without any development of the chest. That's really what he was getting at. Okay. So you don't feel that anymore? Are, are you <laughs> no, over that? No, no okay. I'm good. I can talk about it. It's all good. Okay. Uh, it's, you're open. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we don't have to go on the couch and have some therapy about it. Okay. So <laughs> so you, you feel good about the chest. You're feeling good about, obviously, with what you do. Is that when you attracted your wife? Like, how, like what state were you in when you attracted 
her? Incredible question. I was in a state of curiosity to your point. Um, ah. and actually, I'll actually give you the rundown if you want to hear the I do. Like, two minute. It's, it's straight from a Hollywood story, which is wild. So I talked about my, you know, my transformation of fitness. And that basically was the bedrock. That was the gateway drug to give me enough confidence to say, okay, cool. Now what other goals can I accomplish? In fact, I talked about the a little bit when I moved to LA, I became the least performing sales rep in the company, all the way to the highest performing sales rep in the company, just in the 12 months of my own fitness transformation. So that laid the foundation. And then this other idea came, a huge Kobe Bryant fan. I love the Lakers. I'd watch Kobe Bryant. And then at the very end, because Kobe Wright lived in um, Italy for six years when he was younger. His dad was a professional athlete, but wasn't good enough to make the NBA. So he moved his family to Italy. I thought it was the coolest thing that all of a sudden this icon that I look up to at the very end of the game, after all the uh, press and paparazzi, he would just flip in Italian mode and give the Italian press a five to 10 minute interview. I was like, oh, that is cool. So I basically thought I'm going to move to another country at some point. So I put this in my mind. And again, going back to the PTSD from the Midwest, my Decembers, I was literally shoveling snow and scraping ice. So my buddies and I decided to take a trip in, uh, for Christmas in 2008 to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And um, so we traveled across the world. I arrived right before Christmas. It's 90 degrees out. We're sitting on the beach, like having a great time. I'm thinking this is it. So I put a mental note in my mind. I'm going to go back to, to Brazil at some point if I can. And as it turns out, I was uh, successful in my sales career. I worked remotely before COVID and remote working was a thing. So after about a year, I pitched my boss on this idea of moving to Brazil. And I didn't know where I was going to go specifically, but I started asking some Brazilian friends back in LA. It's like, hey, if you could move to one place, where would it be? Mm. And this little island came up called Florianopolis, which I never heard about. But it's kind of one of those things that we all have the reticular activating um, center in our uh, in our minds. Like, for example, if you know all of a sudden you buy a Tesla, you never see a Tesla on the road, but you oh. buy one, all of a sudden you see Teslas all over. Yeah. So I started hearing about this place called Florianopolis. Florianopolis but it wasn't until I had sushi dinner with a buddy of mine who worked for American Airlines. And this is a year after my trip. And we were talking and I was like, what, trying to put this trip together. And I was excited because this stuff like Brazil was brought up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I started talking about my experience in Brazil and Rio de Janeiro. And he's like, that's great. I just went there too, but there's this place. And I was like, don't even say it. And literally out of a movie, we both say Florianopolis at the same time because he just had the world-class experience there. So I decide this is where I'm going to go. And this is really where it all comes down to the punchline. So I basically um, reach out. My buddy actually puts me in touch with his tour guide, set up my logistics, my, my, all my, um, I guess, housing and all that. So about uh, two weeks before I leave, I send an email to my extended family and friends and all my family knew what I was doing, but my extended family and friends didn't. So I explained what I was doing. And literally about seven days before my trip, I get a call back, not even from a friend, acquaintance, a friend of friend. He's like, Hey, Bryce, this is Steve Mark's buddy. I was like, oh, what's going on, Steve? He's like, dude, I just got this email from Mark. He said, you're moving to this little island in the south of the world that has 47 beaches. It's called Florianopolis. I'm like, dude, I'm moving there like in a few days. He's like, this sounds crazy. I know I went to college with a girl. I put you in touch. So he puts me in touch with one of his friends. I'm like, yeah, all over it. So I extend, exchange some emails. And she's like, you know what? So it turns out my schedule is pretty flexible. Depending on what time you get in, I might even be able to pick you up from the airport and show you around. So I was like, that sounds awesome. So sent her a message. We confirmed it. Put myself on a flight 24 hours on the other side of the world. I dropped myself off on the island of Florianopolis in Brazil. And I get to the airport and my wife's there to pick me up. And that's how we met. Um, so straight out of a movie. But it came from the, the state of confidence, yes. exploration, and then curiosity. 
Yes. I was just going to say that. I mean, that's a perfect example of like, you know, when you're feeling that energy around you and you're in that like zone almost where like everything is just clicking and falling into place. That's when I find people are finding love because it is energetic and synergistic and it's not also something that you can um, fabricate when, when you're just in a negative state or a victim kind of mentality yeah. because it really it makes such a big difference and everything that you said I was thinking to myself because he was feeling good like he was feeling confident and you were open and you were curious and you looked for the signs because that's the other thing sometimes your person is passing you by day in and day out to your point like the jaguars passing you by day in day out but you don't see it you don't, don't see it, it until you really want to and that you're in that state. So and beautiful. To your point, it's interesting about how like the, you said the signals are there, but maybe you don't see them. I mean, yeah. candidly, Kim, I wasn't actually looking for a long-term girlfriend, which my wife still gives me a hard time to this day. Uh-huh. But I but I knew something was calling me. It was like the things uh-huh. were stacking up. I was stacking life wins. And I just felt like I was called. I was called. And I didn't know what I was called for. In hindsight, I genuinely think I was called to meet Tatiana. And I genuinely think I learned Brazilian Portuguese fluently so I could speak to her mom, which she's become a huge, like one of my best friends. So it, it's interesting and serendipitous, but I, there's something to be said about momentum, stacking wins, adventure, and having that curiosity mindset, which I, comes full circle, which I really want to acknowledge you on. Yeah, no, you too. Oh, beautiful. And on that note, are there any like parting words of wisdom that you want to share? I could go on and on with this this theme, but good things come to an end. They must. Good things come to an end. Um, I, just to to, re-aff, uh, to reiterate really the, the message today is confidence is the practice of keeping promises to yourself. And uh, human nature, it's all or nothing. No, don't don't believe that. Stack, make one promise, keep a promise. Make a promise, keep a promise. When you continue to stack wins, you get that momentum, you get that energy, you get that enthusiasm, and really start attracting amazing things in your life. That's my formula for success, and that's what I want for you and your audience. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing all this. You want to just let everybody know how they can find you and your fitness center, anything else you want to share? Yeah, of course. I'll show you two things. If you're looking for a fitness transformation, we have hundreds of locations at Fit Body Bootcamp in North America, or if you're interested in a a franchise opportunity where you want to give the gift of fitness and run a very successful business model, you can find our website at fitbodybootcamp.com. And then if you want to connect, I would love to continue to serve you and your audience. So you can find me in, on social media, all the handles from LinkedIn to Instagram to Facebook, all that at Real Bryce Henson, not to be confused with Faith Bryce Henson. So that's where you can find me. <laughs> Good clarification. Well, and with every ending, there are new beginnings. So I'm I'm hoping that you listening will begin your new fitness routine and gain that sexy confidence. So thanks so much. Thanks, Kim. And thanks for listening. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you struggle with your body image and it's affecting your self-esteem when dating, hop on a call with me to help you overcome your roadblocks and you know, I'll help you implement strategies with your sexy confidence. It starts with that call and click the link you see in the show notes to schedule that. And who knows that one call could change the entire course of your life. And remember working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.